All right, everybody, Scoots here, and it's time for our episodically modular, serialized story, Otter Things. That's O-T-T-E-R, Otter Things, T-H-I-N-G-S. It is a, like a series, but like if you listen to it out of order, I think this is the 10th episode. The first nine episodes could be like those Star Wars movies, right? You say, no, 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 the regular the Star Wars movies that have numbers, not the other ones. Sorry, I didn't mean to mix you up there. But you'd say, oh, like if let's say you, 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 your first Star Wars movie, you haven't seen one. You're just a kid like, like I was. My parents said, you're too young to see those Star Wars movies. So let's say your my first movie was uh, what is that called the Hope of uh, Ewok uh, New Hope uh, the ones with the Ewoks the New Hope I think and I think technically that was number six but it was number one for me so then when I saw in one two and three didn't even exist at the time so let's say your first Star Wars movie hasn't even come out yet and you say okay I'm going to see nine Star Wars ten I don't know if there's going to be one. I mean, I certainly hope so. Yeah, like I think it's going to be called Ray's Twin Sister. And they say so that was a direct, that was the first direct video. Scoots wrote that one, Star Wars 10, Ray's Twin Sister. It was the most true. I say, yep, that was one I, I took, I was the man that took down Star Wars. Where was it? Oh, so sorry. I was talking about other things. So, but if you if that was your first movie, you say, well, that was my first and my last. Uh, it it read more like a Nancy Drew mystery, Scoots, uh, like in the later years when uh, they were just dialing it in. And you say, yeah, but that was your first one. You get to watch the the the, the nine when you after you watch that, the first nine are unbelievable. So you say, oh, wow. So that caught me up. So this that's what this is. Like, uh, if you listen to 10 right now, don't worry. You can listen to 1 through 9 later in any order. But it's a tale of an otter named Emma. She's the one telling it. I happen to get these archived audio tapes uh, from somewhere in a place beyond the swamp. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, introduce Emma Otter. Uh, hey everyone, Emma Otter here, and I'm recording this podcast. And uh, we're, uh, we're we we don't have uh, like so I'm not going to catch you up because the first part of the story will catch you up here on everything that's happened. So don't worry, you'll be caught up soon. And also, uh, our intro- the most famous person. I'm Emma. I live in a place beyond the swamp. I'm an otter, and. Uh, this is like a tale, otter things about some strange and odd things that happened uh, in the town and the place beyond the swamp I live. I guess I should give you some basic info. So I'm an otter. I live in a town uh, in a swamp, uh, in a part of a greater swamp community. And, you know, I have friends. I'm Oh, I'm in middle school. Great question. I have an older brother, Tefe, in high school. Actually, that'll we'll catch up on all that. But we don't have access to the most famous resident of our town. Uh, but I'm going to do an imitation of uh, the most famous resident of our town. They're feeling a little blue right now. So this, without further ado, this is me doing Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Emma. 
thank you, ladies and gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for Otter Things Splish Splash. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you, Emma. It was great having you here, and I hope you, uh, you, uh, get, you feel good very, very soon. Uh, thank you. Uh, good night. Hey, so this is Emma Otter, and, uh, I was just catching up on his tale. I want you to know that all will be well, of course. And when we last left off, everyone had returned to, to Francis and Dari and Willow's house. And so I want to tell you, Francis, Dari, and Willow are beavers. Willow is my best friend, or maybe one of my best friends, depending on who's listening. And so Willow, Willow is in my class. Dari's in the same class as my brother Tefe in high school, and Dari's their mom. And they live way out on the edge of the swamp. And I've been lucky to uh, get to know them and be friends with them. And we're in the middle of an adventure. Now, the reason we're in the middle of an adventure is because once upon a time, at the beginning. If you, what feels like months ago, but really wasn't that long ago, me, Willow, and our other two friends, Vaughn and LJ, we were playing our role-playing game, Bards and Big Bunnies. And it was night, Sunday night, we were supposed to be done because it was a school night, and they headed home. But on the way home, Willow took the path less taken. And there, I think we could tell you, she met a big bunny and went to a place beyond the place beyond the swamp, uh, somewhere through a weird portal into a weird world, the down, deep down, size down, kind of like down under, because it's below the swamp. And a big bunny, maybe some sort of other portal or organic being, uh, was involved, but the bunny really was a caring bunny. It was a goose, also a goose bunny, because it had goose feathers and goose heads. Uh, but all will be well. Kind of goose, goose heads are full of smiles, and a smiling, sweet, sweet bunny is what I want you to picture in your mind right now. And that bunny apparently put uh, Willow and eventually Dari's friend Babs in cribs uh, and pretended they were babies or dolls and played with them. And the bunny also could sing lullabies that would put people to sleep and calm them. And But we didn't know this until now. Before that, we thought that, well, Willow went away to start a career, or Willow, you know, went somewhere, or Willow was hiding, or Willow was on a goose chase. But now we knew, and that's why we were all at Dari and Francis's house. So who else was there? Well, I'm going to introduce everybody, because we were collected. We had all finally come together. Three or four groups of us, depending on how you define a group, were out looking for Willow because it was a mystery until this point. Where was Willow? What was going on? So 
uh, we all sat down around uh, the coffee table and couch, uh, kind of a dining room, living room combo at Darian Francis's house. We had come together. We had hugged one another. I even hugged my brother, Tefe. Tefe said, who's that kid? So the first person Tefe pointed out was my friend, uh, newest friend, uh, Billy, uh, a duck-billed beaver. And Billy was wearing my uh, brother Tefe's cola rugby shirt. He said, what is that? What are you, you wearing my cola rugby shirts? And uh, it's maybe it's koala, I don't know. But uh, I said, yeah, this is my friend Billy. Uh, she's from the place beyond the swamp. So I said, oh, Tefe, meet Billy. Also, Dari's mom, Francis, and another person that was there was Bull, Leon. We call him Bull. He's the head of our community resources department and uh, helping us, helping Francis at the time look into this. And we said, everyone meet uh, Billy. Billy lives in a place beyond the swamp below the visitor center. She has powers. Uh, she can throat sing, and when she sings songs, she can kind of sing them also through her mind. She can make things happen. So you better not bug her about the cola, koala rugby shirt, Tefe. And uh, so she could sing like, uh, everybody dance now, and everybody would dance. Uh, that would be a very simple example, but... Uh, Skating away on the thin ice of a new day, you might, I don't know if there would be ice, probably. I don't think she could make a new day happen, but you could skate away on the thin ice. You'd probably skate away. I don't know. That one I'd say I'd have to see it in action. Oh, also Tefe said, are those my LA gear sneakers? And I said, whatever, man. Okay, so uh, I said, so they said, okay, fill us in, just like we were a listener to one of your audio dramas. And I said, okay, so here's where we met Billy when we were looking for Willow, because none of them knew about Billy. We met her, she was quiet, we saw a duck-billed beaver, we thought it was Willow, but then we saw a duck-billed beaver and we said, you're not Willow. And we realized that Billy could use our help, too, that Billy was lost. So Billy moved into my basement and was living in a blanket fort. And uh, down there in the blanket fort, uh, we slowly learned that Billy had powers. We also learned that Billy uh, could go when Billy went into this zone, this quiet zone, and used her powers. She could con She contacted Willow. And then we tried to find Willow using electromagnetic tuning forks, trying to track a sympathetic vibration. And at first, uh, like LJ was more concerned with finding Willow than helping uh, Billy. And then when we first tried to find Willow, Billy was worried about going to the place beyond the swamp. So she kind of guided us on a goose chase in some sense. LJ, like, got irritated with that fact. And we kind of broke up as friends for a little while, but eventually we got back together. The reason Billy did that was because in Billy's past, Billy had 
she was working for uh, Max Modine, a fox that runs the place. And then Leon said, Max Modine? Dr. Max Modine? And I said, I don't know. Is there a diploma? I don't have a diploma. And Leon just nodded and said, I'm familiar with Dr. Max Modine. And looked at Billy, and they kind of shared a look. And uh, they said, well, anyway, Dr. Max Modine apparently uh, w- w- was kind of like a parental figure to Billy, but also somewhat manipulative and wanted to use Billy's powers, we believe, as a part of a greater change from a community-based uh, restorative justice system to some sort of offensive-defensive complex uh, using maybe hu- the possibility of humans as an external reason to implement this more offensive stance. Uh, like, uh, But also part of the offensive stance would be powers like Billy's uh, to do stuff. And so they were constantly having Billy try stuff out. And at some point, Billy stumbled upon this uh, wizard's tower, tower of sorcery which was just a sign or something. We don't know exactly, but it, like, led. It was also an organic being was in there, some sort of uh, being we're not familiar with, even odder than a duck-billed beaver. And then Francis said platypus, and I said, I'm bless you, bless you, bless you, Francis. Anyway, so within the tower, this was an organic tower, and when I say organic, kind of like a tree, but probably, like, not that trees aren't highly intelligent, but sentient, uh, maybe. And the tower grew up and down, maybe from another world. We just want to point that out. And uh, the tower went up and down. And somewhere, as Billy followed the tower, Billy discovered that there was a, the, the, the bunny was there. And because Billy was using Billy's powers, maybe connected whatever world this was or maybe left a door open that the bunny and the organic tower were able to connect with our world. So Billy feels some level of responsibility, even though she's just a child. And the real bears of responsibility are Dr. Max Modine. Sounds like a conflict with whatever oath and uh, the greater swamp authority. So then we got all back together as friends, like, uh, like uh, because Billy said, geez, that's what my experience has been. And we said, wow, no wonder you didn't want to go there. And we, piled, we tried to make things right with LJ, and then eventually we found out that not only was the place beyond the swamp uh, up to that kind of stuff, uh, they were looking for Billy and obviously, you know about that part because you re- you rescued us. So here we are. I think that's all the important information we have. Uh, who's next? Okay, Francis took over. She said, okay, well, nice to meet you, Billy. I'm Francis, and you, I don't know if you know this, but you're a duck-billed platypus, actually, not a duck-billed beaver. Technically, you're just a platypus or you're just a kid, and that's what is important to remember. You're just a kid, but if you were wondering, you're a platypus. It's totally a thing. It's a thing from Earth, from another part of Earth, I guess, Australia. 
uh, it was once called. And we don't know if you were uh, brought, we met a uh, river dolphin, but didn't get a whole lot of information from the river dolphin. But Leon and I have been looking into it, and we know that uh, pretty much what you said is true. Uh, that, uh, yeah, that, well, we'd like to figure out finding Willow. Uh, oh, that, yeah, I guess that Dr. Max is kind of working. And it is part of some grand intertwined thing. Leon, do you have anything else to add? Uh, yeah, that uh, the below the swamp is uh, an entire complex that uh, it sounds like where you lived, Billy. And it's got secret, you know, it's a secret, attempted to be a secret. And there is some sort of thing way down in the bottom, like uh, a crack or something. And there's a room with like a dome, a soundproofed dome or something. And Billy goes, I know that place well. And, uh, yeah, so something's going on there. There's goop and, and goo. And then uh, Dari and Tefe, who had been on their own thing, they said, yeah, yeah, the goop and the goo. There's a whole thing under the swamp. Uh, we crawled through a giant wild carrot that's technically not a carrot, but looks like a carrot. Uh, and then Dari said, we did not. I did, uh, Tefe. Thanks for the taking credit. But uh, And beneath there is a giant bunny with goose, a goose head. Now, this was our first. We said, what? Uh, and then Francis said, I've seen it outside. And, and we said, they said, yeah, it's like a... It wants to baby things. Maybe something weird's going on. There's also a, a miniature version of the town. There's a tunnel. It goes deeper than I went, but it definitely is under the swamp. Uh, probably, maybe eventually connects to where you were, Leon and Billy. And the bunny can has found ways to get into our town that's where probably willow is and maybe my my friend babs also do you have any idea where babs is billy and billy said i don't know and then everybody kind of was talking at once saying how odd everything was and then vaughn said okay okay here's how to think about it uh does anybody have do you know what tracing paper is and they said go get some tracing paper from uh Willow's room, and Vaughn said, okay, I think what happened is uh, that uh, Wizard's Tower is like, I don't know if we're the tracing paper or we're what's being traced, uh, but uh, that uh, it's like another world layered on top of ours, and you can kind of see through it, uh, and you could draw, and then Vaughn started drawing. We said, Vaughn, focus, V, come on. And then Vaughn said, well, what if there was also a hole? If you trace for too long, Vaughn said, that you can make a hole in the tracing paper, and then you're writing on the original. And if you're doing that for, like, schoolwork, just so everybody knows, the teacher will figure it out. Uh, and we said, we don't understand. And Vaughn said, but then the adult said, we, okay, I think we get it. Uh, it's like... Uh, Something about Billy's powers put that tear in the tracing paper. And Vaughn said, yeah, almost like a pen. Now maybe that tower is the pen. 
through that one world and another world, and then the and then the layers of our own world. If it was a coloring book and a piece of tracing paper, and we said, "Okay, what does any of that mean?" And Vaughn said, "Well, somewhere on one of these layers is probably Willow and Babs. We just got to find them." And uh, Dari almost did, so we just got to find a way to get back to them. And then uh, Francis said, I need to talk to my daughter first. Uh, and, and then Dari said, I want to talk to Babs. Can you get a hold of them? They said this to Billy. Use your powers. And uh, we said, okay. And then Vaughn was still kind of making it and saying, this is like the wizard's tower, this pen. Uh, and I said, you put the pen all the way through the coloring book. Uh, and he said, yes, I did. Uh, so then we all sat around the table and we said, everybody has to be very quiet for Billy. Uh, and it was kind of like everybody was watching Billy and breathing. And they said, can you get a hold of them? Can you sing a song? And Billy kind of just started humming to herself. And uh, she, she she tried to close her eyes, uh, and then a tear ran down her eye, and she said, I can't, I can't, uh, I need a second. And, and she, like, walked uh, uh, out of the room, uh, and uh, Vaughn said, you, you can't, can't, can you adults just sit still? You're so noisy. We could hear you creaking. And the adults, you know, Leon... And he meant even the high schoolers, uh, Dar Dari and Tefe and Francis, said, you, you, you're making so much noise. How is she supposed to concentrate? Uh, plus, her powers are drained. She was using the powers, her powers to help us get away. And uh, then I went to check on Billy, and Billy had kind of gone out back uh, to this, like, uh, like there's a couple, like, like there's, like, this uh, detached garage they had. And uh, inside the garage is, like, one of the places. Well, anyway, I'll tell you in a second. I said, geez, are you okay? And Billy said, I just I couldn't get a hold of them. It's too, no, I couldn't focus. Uh, I'm sorry. I let you all down. And we said, no, no, no. You just couldn't do it. Uh no, they were expecting a lot from you. There's a lot of pressure. It's okay. We'll figure this out together. And we we're so in the detached garage. was like one of the places we would record our audio dramas. Um, and we just kind of had these blankets set up. And it was like, Billy said, is this a blanket for it? And I said, kind of. Like, we use it to record the audio drama so that it like, uh, just sounds better in there. And Billy went inside, and she goes, it sounds better in here. Go, yeah, the kind of the blankets absorb some of the sound and stuff. And Billy said, wait a second. And I said, this is like what we had at the uh, place below the swamp. Uh, and then we went back, and I don't want to feel like, so we explained it to Vaughn, because Vaughn and LJ started, said, wait a second, so you just need some place that's silent, uh, and Vaughn said, like, the silent tower concepts. And we said, yeah, like a real studio almost. Uh, and Vaughn said, let me call Professor Moose. So he called Professor Moose, who was uh, 
uh, it was, you know, this was like Saturday night of like 10 o'clock. So Professor Moose said, what are you doing calling me at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night? Uh, and Vaughn said, I have some questions. What are you doing on a Saturday night? And the professor said, none of your business normally, but uh, recording an audio drama. Isn't that what you and your friends do? And we said, yeah, but not on a Saturday night, Professor, at 10 o'clock. Uh, why would, and the Professor said, we'll have uh, other people over. And we're doing uh, like a dramatic interpretation of a sitcom uh, that's popular right now. Uh, and I, then Vaughn said, well, what, what sitcom? And the Professor said, well, we're calling it Who is the Boss uh, instead of Who's the Boss? And Vaughn said, anyway, Professor, what if we needed a place that was almost like a real studio, like like a similar, where do you record? And Professor said, well, we have drinks and stuff, so we just do it in the living room. We're not looking for great sound. In fact, we're not even recording it. We're just acting it out, uh, prep rehearsal. And Vaughn said, is this what role play is? Uh, and Professor said, anyway, Vaughn, moving on. He said, is that what adults do at 10 p.m. on Saturdays is role play? Role playing game. It's like a role playing game, Professor Moose said. And then they said, uh, Vaughn said, well, so if I wanted to make a studio, like almost like a real studio, how would I do that? Uh, and uh, the professor said, don't you know how to burrow? Like just make a burrow or a lodge or something. And Vaughn said, that's like a good muddy and gross. Uh, we need something we could do. And uh, like, uh, well, the professor, remember we had that uh, assembly where they were building those. Uh, they were saying, here's some old building techniques from like uh, ancient beavers and ancient muskrats. And remember and Vaughn said, oh, yeah, they were that wasn't that like a, ge like a, you said it's like a geodesic dome, but not exactly geodesic, but similar or better. And Professor Moose said, yeah, so you'd take that and you just layer it, make sure to layer the floor, maybe use some carpets or moving blankets. Uh, maybe think about mud, but just, yeah, layer stuff on the inside and the outside of the sticks, uh, and on the floor, and that would be probably pretty quiet. The more layers, the better, but use soft material. And Vaughn was telling us all this. So, so then we said, okay, where are we going to get? We said, okay, we'll go to the school. We know that that's in the storage. Uh, all the stuff from assemblies and school, you know, school functions. And Leon said, I got a bunch of shag carpet at my place. I love shag carpet. It's shagadelic. And everybody said, what's a shag carpet? And Leon said, exactly what we're looking for. And then uh, Dari said, well, there's the moving company. We could, we could borrow some moving blankets from the moving company. And we said, okay, let's all split up uh, uh, and go get stuff. And Leon said, okay, Tefe, you come with me because we got a, a, the shag carpet is uh like, uh, you, you kind of, you might want to hear about shag carpet at school. Tuffy said, okay. And so they went back to Bull's place. And what is it? Tuffy said, what's the shag carpet? Uh, 
And he said, like, shaggy like a dog. Uh, and he, then he said, listen, Teffy. Well, we they went to Leon's house, and I started rolling. He said, listen, from here on out, let me handle things. I'm an adult, okay? And... Uh, uh, Teffy said, sure, sure, you're like, uh, you're totally the great bull. Don't worry. Don't be intimidated by me. Even though, you know, I'm a shiny otter, you're, you know, you're not slimy. You're not a slimy frog. Uh, bull said, who are you calling a slimy frog, kid? Why would I be intimidated by you? I'm the authority figure. And uh, Taffy said, don't judge yourself against me. Like, uh, don't judge your outsides with my outsides. Uh, we're different. I, I, I'm an otter. I happen to be a very smooth otter. And you're a frog. It's just, uh, we both have great qualities. There's no reason to compare. I'm here to help. And then t- the, the, t- the bull just said, Taffy, stop talking. And remember, adults are in charge. And then he shook out a bunch of rugs, like, on top of Tefe's head. Like, all the stuff, like, that had been in his rugs because he hadn't vacuumed in a while. But he said, you know what, Tefe, you're right. You're right. I do need your help. Uh, I just realized it after I dumped the rugs on you, shag rugs that hold so much dust. Uh, You know, I need you to keep an eye on those kids. Uh, You know, I need you to be in charge of them. Well, I do more boring work, uh, okay? Like I do more frog-level work while you do smooth otter work, like leading children. And Taffy said, great. So they packed up the rugs and headed back. And then uh, uh, Dari and I, we uh, went to the... um, get all the moving blankets and it was kind of like i was like so is everything okay with you and dari said no i'm like worried about my sister i saw a giant bunny with goose heads a miniature version of a town crawled through tunnels full of goose slime or something pretty sure i may have gone through tracing paper from another world and I said, oh, yeah, so we're talking about, like, are you and my brother, like, uh, going out or, like, K-I-S-S-I-N-G-ing? And Dari said, absolutely not. Uh, no offense, I know he's your brother, but he's, you know, you know your brother. No, uh, not at all. Are you, like, uh, like what's going on? Like, is, you seem like you've replaced, uh, is Billy your new best friend or something? Like, uh, and I said, I care about Billy greatly, but my, you know, that's none of your beeswax. Uh, and then Dari sighed and Dari was a good big sister. So she looked at me and she put her arm around me and she said, this is a, this whole thing is very odd, isn't it? And and I think it's going to be a, all will be well though. Okay. And I said, yeah, I hope so. And I said, she said, I seen some odd things, but, uh. I'm still here with you, and I'll be with you, and you'll be with me, and soon we'll be with Willow. And so we got the moving blankets. Now, meanwhile, Vaughn and LJ, they were they were at our school, and they took out the, uh, I don't know, they were trying to put together the um, the dome made of, like, all these intertwining vines and sticks. And at first it was, like, a comedy, apparently, you know, they were arguing, putting things in the wrong places. 
uh, they said that looked more like a lump or that's, and you know, they, like it was upside down. But eventually they started working together and they used what assets they each had. And they said, oh, okay, wait a second. We just got to intertwine that with that. So it slowly came together, and then we got there. So we put down some carpet, and then we put the dome on top, and then we, like, worked to moving blankets and other carpets on the top of the dome and on the inside. And it slowly started to look like a pretty interesting thing. Uh, and Leon even fell asleep on the shaggy carpet for a while. And even Tefe lied down next to him and slept. And then we tried to see, like, then Vaughn said, you got to get out of here so I can see how quiet it is. And we took one of the hearing tests uh, and some tongue depressors because we had to keep layering. We had so many moving blankets, but we were like, okay, can you hear anything? Drop a tongue depressor. But then it, it, it didn't work out as well. Conceptually, we thought it would work out good. We put the headphones on top of the dome and Vaughn sat in there, and you know, it makes like a sound, and you're supposed to drop a tongue depressor in the left or the right. But eventually, we got to where Vaughn could not hear anything, even at the highest volume, on the left or the right headphone, so that the dome was more or less soundproof. But then Billy was helping Fran, or Francis was helping Billy get ready, and she said, "Okay, well." Uh, what about these earmuffs? You want to wear these earmuffs too over your ears? Uh, and then she said, well, how are we going to communicate with you if you're in this dome? And, and how will we know if you need us or you need, we need you or, or, you know? And Billy said, uh, like, I don't know. And then Francis said, oh, what about a, like, uh, what about tin can phone and a wind chime? Like, and Billy said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, we could have fishing line and we could have a tin can that you could talk into and then we could hear it on the other side. And then if you need to listen, uh, like, uh, you could, uh, you could put your ear to it. So if you want to, if you need us, like you could talk into it, but if you need us, like, or you can't talk for some reason, I'll have it attached to a wind chime, so you could just ring the wind chime. And maybe you could even do that with your... And Billy said, okay, okay, I get it. Uh, so then Francis went out and told them to do that, or told us, I guess. And she went back and she said, listen, Billy, you know, I'm going to be here. I know I want you to find Willow, but I'm going to be here for you. I know that, that Dr. Max probably told you a bunch of stuff and said that Dr. Max was going to be parental but probably wasn't, uh, but I'm going to be here. I'm going to be working on keeping you all as well. And I won't be far away. I'll be on the other side of this tin can phone listening and thinking of you and trying to care for you. And I know maybe inside right now, it doesn't feel like all will be well, but I've lived a life and I could tell you that there were times I didn't think everything was going to be well, Billy, but it ended up being well. Or I could be in the moment and say, all is well right now, Francis. Uh, and when you're done, or if you need it sooner, I can come in the dome and get you, and I can hold you or soothe you. But also you could self-soothe yourself. 
if you need soothing, okay? And Billy said, okay, okay. And just remember to breathe and to focus on your breath. Do you breathe through your belly? Do you have, I, know, I didn't read if platypuses have, you're a mammal, so you have lungs, right? And Billy said, yeah, lungs, yeah. So let's go. I'll hold your, your hand for now. Are you ready? Do you want to try this and find Willow and, uh, and uh, Babs? Uh, and Billy said, I'm ready. I'm ready to try. And so they headed in, and then Billy got, we had to lift up the dome. Interesting, you know, we didn't, because the entrance sort of just let noise in. And also, Billy had, we had like a nest kind of, because that didn't make any noise. We tried a chair, but it was too squeaky. So Billy got in there and put one of her ears by the tin can so she could turn her head. And she got settled in, and, and we kind of just sat out there. First, they were communicating, and Francis again was saying, Don't worry, all will be well. We're here. Can you hear us? And Billy said, I can hear you. And then they tried the wind chime. So all was working. And Billy said, okay, be quiet now, everybody. And uh, so then we, we, we like, uh, got on either side. Because so, the nice thing about the tin can phone is it doesn't pick up a lot of ambient stuff. Uh, and so uh, then we just started waiting. But Billy closed her eyes, and she kind of told me a lot of this. That's how I know it so well. And she started humming a song called Something to Believe in which is kind of like a, a weird ballad from like a hair band, but uh, not like, you know, like the Riverbottom band. And you say, this is a strange song from, but it wasn't the Riverbottom band. It was another band that wanted to look tough. We said, well, this is a, but she was singing that song, something to, something to believe in. And then she said, started saying, I believe I'll find Babs. I believe I'll find Babs. Uh, and then Billy kind of found herself walking down one of the halls. Now, this wasn't a hall that anybody in our party had been in. But it was, again, under the earth. It was full of goo and goop. Uh, and it was long. It was ankle-deep goo and goop. Uh, so Billy was moving slowly, like without lifting her feet, like sloshing back and forwards. And eventually she followed it, uh, and there was like a goo and goop waterfall with a crack. And Billy stepped over the crack and saw that there was a room with some cribs in there. Like a bunch of cribs, like 20 or 30, but all of them were empty but one. And in one, it was like, uh, well, Billy didn't know, and she kind of was hesitant to approach. Uh, and she said, Babs, Babs, is that you, Willow? And immediately, Dari said, is that Babs? Did you find Babs? Uh uh, to tell me what's going on with Babs. And then Billy slowly approached, and she saw that in the crib was a doll. And she said, not Babs. And then, this is where we don't need to go into it, but then Dari did get carried away and described Babs. Uh, and we determined that it was a doll that looked exactly like Babs. But that took a while, because again, I said, well, she's trying to concentrate, Dari.
But then once Billy was concentrating and she said, it's uh, it's only a doll. It's not Babs, but it looks exactly like Babs. But the eyes, uh, the eyes, I can see Babs uh, through the doll's eyes. Uh, and we said, well, what do you like? Uh, this took some explaining afterwards. But the summary was that at the time, if we were really with Billy right now, she could see in the eyes of the doll Babs in another, what we could assume is another world, another layer of tracing paper. And Babs was, uh, Babs was at peace. Babs was, uh, relaxing and, uh, uh, chilling, but she wasn't ever, she was, she wasn't in our world anymore. And you could tell it was not our world because there was otherworldly colors and Babs was eating snacks that don't exist, uh, she was having something like Marmite and toast or something. I don't know. And obviously, Dari, hearing all this in context, was not happy. Said Babs is in another world, but also made into a doll. What? Uh, but then uh, Billy knew she needed to look. She said, Willow, are you in here? No, no, no Willow. So she went through another kind of a smaller doorway in a smaller tunnel, but she was like, all will be well, all will be well. Give me something to believe in. I believe I'm going to find Willow. And uh, Francis was saying, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. And then it, it was like getting like less easy to see, we'll say. But then Billy saw a sign. She goes, I see a sign, signs everywhere. There's signs that says Beaver Studios. Uh, and Dar and Francis were like, Beaver Studios? Uh, like, that's another, that's like on the garage that we were just in. Uh, uh, and then uh, Billy said, okay. And then Billy went into the, but, and then Billy saw that she was outside, but in a size down stranger version of the outside of Francis and Dari's house. And she had to get on all fours and crawl into the detached garage that was, uh, you know, not the same size. And she looked in and she said, Willow, Willow, is that you? And Willow was in there, curled up in a bunch of moving blankets that seemed goopy. It was almost like a crib and Willow kind of, uh, had like doll-like qualities almost. And Willow said, who, who are you? Who are you? And meanwhile, everybody was listening and, and uh, we were like, what? Uh, and uh, Willow said, I'm in a onesie. And Billy said, hi, I'm Billy. I know your mom and Emma and Vaughn and LJ and uh, Dari. And Willow said, Dari and Mom, LJ, uh, yeah, Emma, uh, uh, Vaughn. And uh, Billy said, I'm with them. They all love you and they miss you and they care about you. Uh, and they want you to come home or they want to come get you. And... Uh, uh, Willow said, you better get out of here. The bunny's going to come back and tuck me in and sing to me some more. And Billy said, okay. And then Willow said, it's turning me slowly into a doll with its singing. 
That's why I have a onesie on. I wasn't wearing a onesie. It's, I don't know, it just appeared on me. But I'm still a person right now. So you'll have to tell them to use haste. That's a spell to pick, go fast uh, and pick up the pace, okay? And Billy said, okay, I'll hurry, I'll hurry. And uh, Willis said, please do, please do. Uh, and, and then Billy said, don't worry, Mom. Your mom and your sister and your friends and even Bull love you so much, uh, and then uh, this thing started to fade, and 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 Billy started to feel kind of the uh, uh, like the garage was gone, and felt the bouncing of the bunny. And then the bunny was singing, and it said, "Hush, little platy, don't say a word. Money's gonna take you someplace absurd. Cozy crib will be your bed, so close your eyes and rest your dread." And Billy started to get sleepy, and she said, "Oh no, I'm I'm drifting off. I gotta wake up. I gotta uh, like wake up." Uh, and she started. Luckily, had the wherewithal to like uh, start knocking the um, tin can with her bill to shake the uh, wind chime, and we lifted up the dome. And then, like uh, she she came to, and she said, uh, "Oh, what uh, bunny was coming." And Francis was like, what, what happened? Where's Willow? And she said, Beaver Studios. Uh, she's becoming a doll. You know, she's kind of filled us in on what happened. Uh, and we said, holy moly, uh, we got to. And then Bull said, you know what? Maybe we'll put the dome back on. I think we should all rest here and get some sleep and then deal with the situation uh, tomorrow. Rested. We said, okay, so we all got put the top back on and we got cozy and we sang and held one another because we, we said, all will be well. We'll find uh, Willow soon. And Babs seems like she was fine and she's just in another world, which is disappointing, but she was in another world fine. But we said, well, yeah, we're not related to Babs. We don't want Willow going to another world. So, yeah, we'll try to get. Uh, uh, go get her. Now, meanwhile, Willow was there, and she heard the bunny kind of uh, chase off and sing, and she said, I hope uh, that uh, that duck-billed beaver got away. Here I am in my 40-poo here. I need to self-soothe. And Willow thought about the studio. She was. She said, okay, hey, everybody, this is Willow from Beaver Studios coming to you live. Uh, we're on Doll Watch and All Will Be Well Watch uh, live here. I'm still uh, in a onesie, but that's all for now. I haven't sucked my thumb or uh, wet my pants or done the hula hula dance. Um, and we just met a new friend named Billy, who was duck-billed beaver, who was our guest live in studio. I don't know if you caught that. But uh, I'm going to play some more songs here. I'm going to play my favorite uh, song, Bad, 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 Bad Bar. It's uh, the song I wrote, uh, so uh, I'll just be here humming Bad, 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 Bad Bards. Uh, and my mom's going to be here soon, and my sister and all my friends.
And hey, everybody, this is Willow here. And we so we all got, you know, eventually Willow. Uh, did I say Willow or Emma? Sometimes I get mixed up, but I'm Emma. Willow was there, and eventually Willow sang herself to sleep. Uh, but I always want to remind you that all will be well. And I know it's hard to believe me sometimes. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to say all will be as it is or all will be as it is. You say, Willow, you're just saying that. Uh, or you're saying, or Emma, you're just saying that to us. Uh, and I see, yeah, sometimes it's hard to accept or believe that all will be well. But this is the case because I'm here telling you this story. I know all will be well. And when you're there in a mound, you know, under a mound or in a pile there, you can kind of say it to yourself, all's well right now. And all, what if I told you that all will be odd? You say, well, I can't accept all will be well, Emma. I'd say, well, could you accept that uh, things that are odd are not always neither well or unwell? All will be odd, uh... Is that soothing or is uh, saying all will be odd, a little bit of a self-soothing and that this is going to be okay and all right? Uh, So I want you to think about that and think about all of us animals, uh, all of us uh, swamp and forest friends snuggled together thinking all will be well and all is odd right now, but we're together. Because that's how we uh, said good night to one another. Good night.